When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. Happy thanks, uh, Happy Thanksgiving. I was going to say Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. Happy opening day to everybody. If you are a baseball fan and you enjoy baseball, I hope that you are enjoying your Thursday. I, as a Yankee fan, I did. Hey, the New York Yankees are 1-0 and Volpe stole a base. So I am... I am excited. Uh, Toxic Tom says the undefeated Baltimore Orioles. Mo, hey, they, they, hey, you got you, you got scared towards the end of that game. Toxic, I know that. Hey, Toxic changed his name back to Toxic. By the way, uh, Jerry says Dodgers blue. Hey, Julio, Julio blue. So I'm excited about tonight as well. Uh, we'll get into into football in a few moments, but let me let me shout out the people who are enjoying baseball. Uh, Mark Aaron says the Rangers beat the Phillies. Charlene goes with Mets 1-0. Some good games out there. Uh, Rangers beat the Phillies. Yeah, that was an exciting game, by the way. A lot of twists and turns towards to, to, uh, throughout the game. Red Sox for Lance. Robert says go Dodgers. So yeah, baseball fans are excited about baseball stuff. That is the way that it should be. I'm excited about this season with the pitch clock and everything. Do not worry. ADZ Sports Dallas is a place where we come to talk football. So do not tune out. Don't worry. We will get into the Dallas Cowboys right now. I wanted to take a second and talk about the win total projections. They are already out. They have been for a few days now. But we had a lot of content that we needed to get to during the week. So... I saved this for the first quote-unquote slow day that we had, and I think that it is a great opportunity to dive into those. For those of you who are not familiar with what win totals are, these are the numbers that sportsbooks and odds makers come up with for people to bet over or under. Basically, it is a win total projection for every single team around the NFL, what the odds makers expect teams to win how many games do they expect and then based on that number you can bet over or under and usually I don't want to say that they are I don't want to say that they are pretty accurate because it's not that they are accurate but it is the perhaps it is the most accurate way to predict a season because it's the markets like it's experts charts uh setting those numbers the experts of the experts, in other words, 
but it's always kind of an, an interesting insight into strength of schedule. That's why I love getting into this as well, uh, because a lot of people measure strength of schedule based on last year's win-loss records. That kind of sucks because teams change dramatically from one year to another. Like, can you judge the Green Bay Packers that will be led by Jordan Love in 2023 based on their win-loss record from last year when Aaron Rodgers was quarterbacking them. On, or on a similar note, like assuming that the trade ends up happening between the Jets and the Packers, can you judge the Jets based on their win-loss record from last year when they are being joined by Aaron Rodgers? Obviously, you cannot. And this is where I think that the win totals really shine. I think that they are a very cool way of measuring strength of schedule so let's get into it right away these are the numbers for the nfc east we're going to focus on the division for tonight we're not going to get into all of them eagles are projected at 10.5 with the favorite option being the over so they're expecting to have a double digit win season the cowboys are at 9.5 also expected to go over based on the odds this is totally based on the odds what i'm saying right now uh so also kind of expected to reach the double digits and get 10 wins new york giants are projected at 8.5 and the washington commanders are projected at 7.5 kind of a tough division which is different from what we uh expected like in in previous years because last season, the NFC East sent three of these teams into the playoffs, which was kind of crazy, kind of unexpected after years of years of discussing this division as one of the most mediocre ones in football. But hey, these numbers, in my opinion, are quite intriguing. And I think that we can have a conversation about every one of those. And I think that I will center it around the idea of over under so let's start with the dallas cowboys i want to start with the dallas cowboys i know it's early but 9.5 are you going over or under this win total projection put together by this reports books nine and a half are the cowboys winning over that number or under that number let me know in the chat what your answer for that is and i will give you mine in a few moments here on the show and we're gonna uh, keep it real of course as always here on prime time but hey in the meantime let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net a family-owned business for over 65 years you can check out their dealership over at irving texas or you can also visit their website over at freemanmazda.net and in there, you can browse their wide range of new and used vehicles, as well as the features of every car and pictures of the outside and inside of each and one of those vehicles. You can also, and hey, we do this every single night here on Prime Time, discuss the Freeman Mazda Ride of the Week. And in this case, it is a 2023 Mazda MX-5 Miata Grand Touring which starts at $34,115. It's got Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. It's got a manual transmission, 
convertible roof, premium audio, blind spot monitor, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 34 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check it out over at premiummazda.net. Let's see what you guys have to say over or under for the Cowboys. Nine and a half games. Obviously, Dallas went over last year. But this is a similar number to the one that we saw for Dallas in 2021. 2022, I think it was actually 10 and a half. 2021 was exactly nine and a half as well. So I thought that it was interesting that the Cowboys dropped from 10 and a half last year to nine and a half. Maybe that has to do with the rise of the Eagles, who we will also discuss in a few moments here on the show. Eliasar Mendoza, I totally missed that bit of news, by the way. He says that Carlos Watkins signed with the Cardinals. Oh, this just happened. This just happened, actually. Ten minutes ago, I'm seeing that Aaron Wilson reported it. Well, well, well. Lance Bell says yes, over definitely says Lance. Maybe we'll get into the Carlos Watkins news in a a few moments here uh, in more detail. But all right, let's see. Lance goes with the over. The over-under odds sound like BS as Bruce got the toxic use. They're actually pretty accurate on a year-to-year basis. This will be the best group of weapons that Dak has had, says uh, I am the last ape. Katharina says we'll be at least 13 and 4 in 2023, Mo. Oh, that's a, that's a high number for sure. Gregory says over. Bruce goes with over. Jerry says over at least 11. Uh, Toxic Tom says I would lean towards the over. 11 and a half is the last apes number. I'm going to go with over as well here. I'm going to go with over. I think that the Cowboys, first and foremost, are going to be playing in a somewhat tough division. Obviously, the Eagles sorry, very tough squad. But spoiler alert, I'm not sure that I'm buying a lot of stock in the Giants and the Commanders heading into 2023. I'm buying some stock, but definitely not all of it. I'm not sure if the Giants are going back into the playoffs. We'll get into that uh, later in more detail as well. But I overall just think that they will have not an easier schedule than last year, but not as punishing as, as some people would assume. For example, if you go by last year's, win-loss records, and you measure strength of schedule that way, then the NFC East has the most complicated schedule in all of the NFL in 2023. However, if you go and you look at the win total projections for 2023, which you can see on screen right now, 10.5 for the Eagles, 9.5 for the Cowboys, 8.5 for the Giants, and 7.5 for the Commanders, and you use those numbers and the rest of the league's numbers to measure the strength of schedule, then the the division is kind of in the middle, kind of like league average. The commanders have the toughest schedule of them all. The Cowboys have the second toughest within the division. Giants third, and then the Eagles would have the easiest schedule. But they're like middle of the pack, as you can see on the screen right now. This is via... Sam Hoppen, 
by the way, who tweeted this graphic out earlier this week. And I think that this has a lot to do with the fact that I don't want to say that they were lucky because I don't want to take credit away from them. But the Giants didn't dominate as much as their record sort of indicated. Now, this was a topic of conversation even during the season. The Giants were winning one-score games left and right. But they were average at best in a lot of metrics like DBOA, which measures team efficiency, value per play, offense and defense. They were like 18th in the league for most of the season. The same on EPA per play, the same on success rate. The Giants were winning games. And again, I don't want to say lucky, luckily, but maybe in a way that it is very tough to replicate from week to week and then from year to year even more so. Uh, I think that they have a very legit head coach. I think that Brian Dable is going to be legit moving forward, and I think that he can build something special for the Giants over the next few years. They're not there yet, in my opinion, even with an improved offensive line, even with an improved set of weapons for Daniel Jones. I don't think they're quite at the level that the Cowboys are at and then the that the Eagles are at. Uh, I'm not even like, you know, propping up the Cowboys because we cover the Cowboys here on the show, but also the Eagles are a very well-constructed team right now, and I'm not sure that the Giants are there. So, for example, if we go back into the win totals for every team and you ask me over or under for the Eagles, I'm going to go over as well. I don't know who will win the division there between the Cowboys and the and the Eagles. I think that it will be a very, very close race. And I'm sure that we'll try to answer that question later in the show. But I'm also not selling stock in on Philadelphia right now. I think that they're a very, very good team, obviously, that even though they will lose both coordinators, which seems to be their biggest challenge at the moment, they still have a heck of a lot of talent. They still have, obviously, Jordan Mailata. Jason Kelsey is back for another game, uh, for another year. Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown might remain one of the best wide receiver duos in the entire league. And although we fear, or not us as Cowboys Nation, right, but like NFL fans in general, we always fear the Super Bowl hangover. I'm not sure that they will have that. Uh I know that we don't entirely like Nick Sirianni. I know that people will have second thoughts about whether or not Jalen Hurts is legit. But in my opinion, they do have the leadership aspect of things down. I think that it is a well-led team. And I think that they will be right in the thick of it once more in 2023. There's one more thing to say about the Cowboys and the Eagles just as overall NFC contenders. Once more, there are two of the top three teams in the conference. Aaron Rodgers is leaving the NFC. This is happening, by the way. Uh, it's not a done deal. The trade has not been agreed to. But every NFL insider out there will tell you it's a matter of time. ESPN insiders are saying it. NFL Network insiders are saying it. Andrew Brandt, the former Packers uh, general manager, or the former Packers exec, uh, 
talked about it on his podcast. He said, oh, this is happening. It's just a matter of time. They're just getting the trade compensation side of things down. But that leaves probably Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts as the best QBs in the NFC East. And we'll rank quarterbacks very soon here on primetime, by the way, uh, around the NFL, trying to answer the question of where does Dak rank? But the Cowboys and the Eagles might have the best quarterbacks in the league. And then the other team that belongs in the top three is obviously the 49ers. But they don't have that quarterback, at least not yet. Uh, the 49ers are acting as if Brock Purdy is their starter. I personally, and I know this will be controversial, but I'm not buying stock in Purdy yet. Like I think that he might be, I think that he is overrated because of the winning. <laughs> but that's a heck of a team. Regardless of who's playing quarterback for the 49ers, they have perhaps the best roster going into 2023 beyond the QB position. So I think both teams go over their win totals. And I think that uh, it will be probably a one-game difference between whoever crowns itself the NFC East division champion and who advances as a wildcard. I will say this. I will say this. It's been a lot of years. It's been a lot of years as the NFC East has not had a repeat champion. So just like poetically, the Cowboys might win it. <laughs> and I know that is a very dumb stat because it doesn't make sense. Like I had, I had a coach in high school that used to say, screw those stats. They don't play safety uh, <laughs> on the field. That stat is not playing safety. That stat is not playing middle linebacker. So it is a dumb statistic, but also we're reaching the decade of that happening. <laughs> that is crazy. Anyways, let's see some of your comments here on the show. Let's see what you guys think about this whole thing. There you go, Moses, Robert Chuk, Cowboys, Chris is my thoughts exactly. Uh, Ines says, Eagles won't be in the Super Bowl in 2023 because the Cowboys are going. I like the confidence already. Mark Aaron says, I heard that Magic Johnson is trying to buy the commander. So there are currently two $6 billion bids to buy Washington. And I've seen some people say, why would they value? And by the way, it's not like Magic Johnson by himself. It's, it is a group of, of people. But there are two bids on the table to buy the commanders. And these are $6 billion bids. And by the way, just like reportedly, allegedly, as Pat McAfee would say on his show. So I've seen some people ask, like, why would it, why would it be that valuable? Why would somebody buy the commanders at a record price tag if they are a very, very bad franchise at the moment? Not football-wise, but like organizationally. And the reason is there are only 32 of these assets and most of them are not for sale. Obviously, NFL teams are a money-making machine. And although you could argue that earnings-wise and profits-wise, you could get yourself in better businesses, the value of these franchises, of these franchise, of these franchises 
goes up. Nowhere but up every single year. It makes a lot of sense that these team that these teams go at a very clear premium. And they will continue to go at a very, very big premium every time that they are sold. So yeah, uh they're 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 going at, at, at high prices. Too broke to pay attention, says six billion for the commanders and flex seal stadium. That must mean that the Cowboys would go for $30 billion. You know, we actually made this exercise here on Prime Time. I don't know if you if uh, maybe some of the OG listeners of Prime Time remember this. We we I don't remember when this happened. I don't remember when was the the last time that we kind of like valued where where the Cowboys would go. We landed at this was before the 6 billion dollar sale of the Commanders before inflation went crazy too maybe <laughs> i'm just i'm just kidding but uh i'm half kidding maybe we went i think that at 8.5 billion dollars was our projected number obviously if they were for sale i don't think that he i i, I do wonder if you include the star there but probably not because there are a lot of hmm, that that's an interesting question by itself maybe we will re-explore that later but i remember that we did that exercise not that long ago and we reached the eight and a half number which was a significantly higher number than forbes most nfl teams do not own their stadiums it's toxic tom robert chooks says jerry's making moves he wants another super bowl before he retires happy birthday says mark aaron thank you sir <laughs> These defenses, Cowboy Chris, is going to it's going to be must see TV. Man, I've said this like countless, countless times here on Prime Time, but supposedly it is very difficult to keep up with defensive success year over year. But the Cowboys are not living it to chance. They are like, you know going at it in terms of player acquisition they re-signed Donovan Wilson they re-signed Leighton Van Der Esch they got Jonathan Hankins back in the lineup as well obviously the trade for Stephon Gilmore is massive so I'm not betting against the defense either and it's going to be so fun because yeah once more they are a very versatile group they are a very fast group they fly to the ball it is going to be amazing once more, I think, with Dan Queen leading the charge there. Toxic Tom says, Mo, the city of Frisco owns the star. And I kind of, like, understand there's that deal going on. But also, I don't know, like, completely. They, they got to they gotta own something, right? I, I'm assuming. Because I know that it was kind of like a deal with the city. But I don't know the, the full details of it. James Ferguson says, it's your birthday every day, Mo. Yeah. Uh, someday people just decided that they're gonna say happy birthday every single night uh, <laughs> it is gonna be prime time tradition for those of you who are new to the show i've compared it to jimmy kimmel saying we ran out of time matt damon i'm sorry <laughs> on his show 
That is kind of the running joke of primetime for some reason. <laughs> Shout out to Tyler Browning, who for some reason got it started. Uh, Tyler Browning, by the way, uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be reading a lot more content, I think, heading into the draft from Tyler. Uh, more analysis, I think, per prospect more than anything else. I'm excited about that. You can check out the 30 visits tracker that Tyler and I put together for ADC Sports. We are six names in, so if you want to bookmark that article over at ADC Sports and you want to keep tabs on who are the top 30 visits for Dallas, you can do that at ADC Sports, and you can get Tyler's analysis of each prospect, which is very exciting. Anyways, I don't want to get too much into the commanders, though, uh, all kidding aside, because they were not one of the playoff teams. Although I am excited about Eric Vienemi taking over as offensive coordinator, we'll see what happens with Sam Howell. I mean, for all that Cowboys Nation knows, Sam Howell might be Patrick Mahomes based on what happened in that Week 18 game, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Seriously, though, Commanders might be a couple of years away at the very least. I don't see them being a playoff team, so I will go with the under for them. Gregory says, Mo, would you draft a kicker this year? Yes, I would have done so last year too. Uh, I would consider it this year as well. If it makes sense, obviously, in terms of the round, the pick, etc., and the prospect. But the Cowboys have a very, very real need at the position. I don't think that Tristan Vizcaino is going to be the only kicker this offseason like there's gonna have to be a very open comp competition and maybe involving more than one person uh, more than two persons excuse me anyways let's get into a quick draft conversation we know that the cowboys already got brandon cooks they got their veteran big name wide receiver their quote-unquote safe bet at the position but they're still in the market for a wide receiver. And I think that more than likely, their significant addition this offseason, uh, their next significant addition at the position, will be through the NFL draft. And we've talked a lot about, say, Flowers. We've talked about uh, Jordan Addison, even though that might be more like an optimistic dream. The same for Jackson Smith and Jigba. But... The Cowboys also seem to be quite interested, in my opinion, in the Tennessee Bowls wide receivers. And that would mean two of them. Because there's Jalen Hyatt, who may, many expect to go in the first round, although he's a controversial prospect, and Cedric Tillman. But let's start with Hyatt here, because this is becoming a little bit of a trend by now. We know that the Cowboys interviewed him. In Indianapolis, we know that it was a formal meeting with him. And now the Cowboys were in the pro day, but not only that, according to Omar Reese from NFL Network, Cowboys wide receiver coach Robert Prince led the pro day drills for the two wide receivers alongside Ravens wide receiver coach Greg Lewis. So there is some interest, interest there for sure. I would also say that, and this was noted actually by Tyler, who we were discussing earlier on the show here, 
Tyler Browning for ADC Sports, he noted on the combined tracker back when it happened that the Cowboys were interviewing specifically fast wideouts. And that means Hyatt could be in there, right? Like Hyatt fits that mold that the Cowboys are looking based on who they're talking to as we head into the NFL draft. Now, as I said, Hyatt and Tillman are quite controversial, each of them. I think that with Hyatt, many people wonder if he is like a one-trick pony with the speed and the deep threat ability. But it is difficult to ignore that he did score 15 touchdowns last year, got well over 1,000 yards, and he had six, six catches of at least 50 yards in 2022, the most of the college football season by far. For the athletics draft analyst, Dane Brugler, Hyatt is one of the top 32 prospects. And Tillman is actually like number 55, if I'm not wrong. So uh, Tillman could be a, a prospect that the Cowboys look at in the second round of the NFL draft or in day two. I know that he won't be everyone's cup of tea. Tyler Browning described him as a power slot, by the way. So, you know, could be a, a funny type of fit for Dallas as they already have like the guy that they want to play at the slot, which would be CD Lamb. But the good thing is that he's quite flexible, right? Uh, the Cowboys can do just about anything with CD, but I would assume that the goal is to leave him playing the most snaps inside because that's where he's been the most dangerous. Mark Aaron says Hyatt killed Alabama last year. That was a heck of a game. That was one of the best games of the college football season. And yeah, the Wolves were, were killing Bama's defense in, in it. It would also kind of fit the idea of the Cowboys getting that deep threat ability. And they already got it somewhat in Brandon Cooks, but also this would be an opportunity to add a younger developmental piece to the wide receiver room in the draft. I love, I love that, uh, that fit, though. I, I wouldn't mind Jalen Hyatt, even with the 26th overall pick. Not going to lie. Robert Chooks says, I want to be John Robinson. Hey, the Cowboys are favored to draft Robinson. They are the likeliest team to select him, according to Bet Online. So hold out hope for that. Bijan is all over the place in the mock drafts. It's clear that he is a great player. Like, I don't think that anyone will talk ill about, about Bijan Robinson as a running back. That won't happen because uh, he's very good. It's all about positional value whether or not he will drop because there are there are not this is this is clear in my opinion there are not 26 better players than Bijan Robinson in this NFL draft I don't think that there's one offensive player that's better than Bijan as a running back but it's all about positional value even even I a analytics fan and a believer in positional value and 
running backs don't matter and all of that. Obviously, that is like a joke. Running backs obviously do matter, but you know what I mean. I'm just, I'm, I'm not totally opposed to drafting B. John Robinson at this point. Like at 26th, it's not the same as the 2016 conversation of drafting Sikh fourth overall. It's just not the same. 26th pick is basically a second rounder. Like it would be dumb, in my opinion, to say, oh, I would take Bijan at 26th, but I wouldn't take him at 33rd. I just cannot say that, right? Like the fact that it is a first round pick is what's holding many people back. As we get closer and closer to the draft, I'm wrapping my head around the idea of taking Bijan Robinson with the 26th pick. Let's see. Uh, Mike Riso says, what are your thoughts on the TCU wide receiver, Quentin Johnson, if he's available to pick uh, at, at pick 26th? I wouldn't be a fan of 26th pick for, for Johnson, personally. I think that he's kind of a hit and miss. And I've seen I've seen Quentin Johnson's tape now uh, difficult to figure out because he he's kind of inconsistent in my opinion. A lot of body catches here and there wouldn't be a lover of the 26th pick being used in, on him. If the Cowboys do pick a prospect at 26th from TCU, Steve Avila might be it. I gotta tell you though, I, I have watched Steve Avila. I was one two games in. Yesterday, I'm three games in now. I don't get, I don't get the the Avila hype, and I don't mean. Hey, let, let me let me clarify here. I don't mean that I would not take him in the first round, and I actually would like him, and I like him as a prospect. But I think that Cowboys Twitter kind of like oversold it to me a little bit. Uh there are some people, and, and, and hey, I'm not trying to. To like say that uh, it's wrong or anything. Personal evaluation is very personal, I guess. But I thought that I was going to see a very a, a truly better prospect than Osiris Torrance, and I cannot get behind that idea. Like I would draft Torrance over Steve Avila in a heartbeat, at least based on what I've seen so far, which is three games per, per prospect. For Torrance, I've seen four of them though. I like Torrance quite a bit. I would like. Osiris Torrance at 26th overall. I would definitely take him over Steve Avila. Uh, but Avila seems like a safe bet. Like, he he has a very high floor, in my opinion. I would like to see more finishes from him. I would like to see faster foot speed and more power just overall. I don't think that he generates a lot of movement at contact. I'm in the Antonio Maffi train, though, at this point uh, for, for day two of the NFL draft. Inside offensive lineman out of UCLA. Give me Maffi. He's so fun to watch. He's violent, man. We, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the Maffi conversation at one point this offseason. He's one of the 30 busy guys for the Cowboys. Anyways, let's see some of your questions, and then we'll get out of here. Calvin Jefferson says, completely off topic. Uh, just here to disagree with anyone who thinks kicking Tyler to guard is a good idea. That is your left guard, uh, excuse me, that is your left tackle, draft a guard, or get one in free agency. It's time for continuity. 
that seems to be the Cowboys' approach right now. I, I said this the other day. I don't know how the offensive line will shake out when it's all said and done, but it seems like the Cowboys are completely sold on having Tyler Smith at left tackle. I would say that it is very simple. If you if you want the best group of five on the field, then Tyler is not your left tackle. It's Tyron. If the argument, though, is continuity and development for Tyler, then, of course, it's more than clear. Play him at, at tackle. But I think that it is a very fair argument and it is a good idea to want to play your best group of five. And if that is what you want to do, then unquestionably, Tyler should be your left guard. And I'm not saying that, you know, that is the lineup that you should have. Even though personally, I kind of feel that way. I kind of feel like if, if I were the Cowboys coach, that would be my lineup. Uh, Tyron, Tyler, and then the right side, I mean, center Tyler Viadish and then Zach Martin and Terrence Seal. That would be my starting lineup, personally. I don't think that it is complete. I don't think that it is crazy to want to play your best group of five. But also, to your point, Calvin, I don't think that it is crazy either to decide to prioritize Tyler's development. Like, I, I get that. I get that. I really do. So I think that it's a fair argument on both sides, in my opinion. Agree to disagree, I guess. But the Cowboys definitely do appear, based on their decisions and their comments about wanting to consider moving Terrence Steele to guard, etc. It does seem like they're trying to find a way to lock in Tyler Smith at left tackle and have him be the tackle no matter what. So it does seem like that is the Cowboys' mindset before the NFL draft. And I'll say this. I'll say this. We're, we're, being, we're acting all excited about an all-in approach. We're acting all excited about Stephon Gilmore, about Brandon Cooks, and this being the closest to an all-in approach that the Cowboys have had. Then if we're talking about all-in today, your best team, Tyron is in that lineup at left tackle. Even if the Cowboys don't seem to be considering it, that's where I would uh, land at. And even with the injury-prone thing, etc., I just cannot act like I know for a fact that Tyron Smith will get injured early in the season. He, he might get injured. We know that the injury history is concerning. I cannot act like I know for sure that he will get hurt. I, I can't. Anyways, it is a very fun discussion. We, we will re-explore that next week, probably, because I had a cool idea as to how we can set a, a, an original version, maybe like trying to look at every combination of, of offensive lines that, that we could see. Uh, I'll get in, I don't want to spoil it. We'll see how it goes later. <laughs> Toxic Tom says Tyron Smith will make a great addition to the IR. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here on the show. Mark Aaron says, Mo, if Jalen Carter falls, 
would you trade up to get him? Ah, that's a tough one because of the off the field issues, obviously, without taking that into account. Like he's a game changer, probably on your defense. He's insanely good. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm kind of split on that one. He would have to fall quite a lot, and it would be have to it would have to be a cheap trade up. So overall, I think that my answer is no because I don't see that happening. He would have to fall, maybe even like near the top twenty pick, and I'm not sure if he will fall that that much, even if half the league takes him off their draft boards. Uh, the Raiders reportedly have taken him off their draft board. So we'll see. Anyways, hope that you guys enjoyed the show. Hope that you guys continue to enjoy opening day. We, st- we, st- we, uh, we still have Julio Urias lined up for us tonight. So I'm excited about that. Thank you so much for joining the show. Do me a favor and hit the like button. I will see you tomorrow. No, I won't see you tomorrow night because it is Thursday already. Enjoy your weekend. Hope that you have a fantastic time watching some baseball, watching some Formula One racing. Because this time around, it is going to be on Saturday night when we see Checo Perez battle it out with Max Verstappen. So enjoy your sports weekend overall. Thank you, Robert, Toxic, Katharina, Ines. Mark, Aaron, all of you, uh, Prince as well. Shout out to you, sir. I will see you, Charlene Evans. I will see you all Sunday night. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.